The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to those among the Pharisees who loved money. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was being tormented. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. The man who had been rich said, Then, Father, I beg you to send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, they should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Abraham said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Last Sunday, we read 
from the gospel passage about the parable of a rich man with the unjust steward. And in that parable, Jesus instructed us to be wise and prudent in the use of material wealth and possessions. And if you remember vividly, he ended that parable by saying, you cannot serve both God and money. And in today's gospel reading, Jesus gives us another parable of a rich man who was not wise and prudent in the use of his material possession and chose to serve money over God. He was indifferent to the plight of a poor man in his neighborhood. And in this parable we just read, Jesus contrasts the life of an unknown worthy man and that of a poor wretched man called Lazarus. The unknown man was not only rich, but we were told he was living in affluence and luxury. We are told he was clothed in purple and fine linen, which, of course, were very expensive clothes. And purple was a color of royalty which only the rich could afford as at that time. He also feasted sumptuously every day. And in our first reading today, we also read or listened to how Amos was lamenting and how he denounced this set of rich men because they were only good at drinking wine in bowls and anointing themselves with the finest oils. But they were not grieved over the reign of Joseph. In other words, they were only concerned about their comfort and their luxurious lives and never cared about anything else. Conversely, at the rich man's gate, we are told, was Lazarus, a man who was hungry, a man who was sick, a man who suffered from some kind of related skin disease. And most likely, this man Lazarus was crippled because he was laying at the rich man's gates. And to express how sick and helpless Lazarus was, we are told that the dogs came to lick his sores, and Lazarus was so weak such that he could not chase these dogs that came to him. However, it seems the dogs were more compassionate to Lazarus, and they showed more interest in him than the rich man we just read. But eventually, the story continued, and we were told how both the rich man and Lazarus died at the end of the day. And the table, of course, was turned in favor of a Lazarus, who was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man, of course, was buried and went to hell, where he suffered more than Lazarus. And in his agony and pain, 
he cried out to Abraham, asking Lazarus to give him a drop of water to cool his tongue. And so Lazarus, the poor beggar, became the rich man. Why the rich man became the poor beggar at the end of the day? And that is why we must be very careful how we treat the poor. We must be very careful how we treat those who are sick, the orphans, and the physical challenge in our communities. Because, as it is said, no condition is permanent. But if you read in between the lines of the gospel passage we just read, one may be forced to ask what actually was the offense of this rich man? What was his offense? Why did he go to hell? Of course, he never in any way abused Lazarus physically, nor did he chase Lazarus out of his gates. I want to believe that if it were some rich man or some rich people, they would have ordinarily driven the, the, the poor man away, get away from this place. But this rich man did not do that. One may also want to ask, does this man, doesn't he have the right to do whatever he wants with his heart and money? So what actually was the offense of this man? In our Catholic theology, we are made to understand that we can commit sin through four different ways. And of course, when each time we recite the Confiteo, as in the I confess to Almighty God, which we just recited at the beginning of this Mass, the four different ways we could sin is through our thoughts, through our words, through our actions, and our omissions. So the sin of this rich man was not what he did, but what he failed to do. And so he was insensitive to the plight of Lazarus and failed to obey the command of God, instructing us to love. And so good enough, the man did not chase away Lazarus from his gates. Good enough, he didn't abuse Lazarus physically, but he failed to help Lazarus. He failed to assist Lazarus. He was insensitive to the plight of Lazarus, to the suffering and pains of Lazarus. And so he was punished because he was unable to use the wealth God gave to him to love. He was unable to use the wealth, the possessions God gave to him to help those who are in need. And so it presupposes that we have a mandate, we have a responsibility to use whatever gift God has given to us to love and to ameliorate the plight of those suffering in our society. The parable has many lessons for each and every one of us. A lot of lessons we can take home from this parable. But I wish to focus on just a few of these lessons. And number one is, 
the parable should remind you and I that death is no respecter of persons, and that as the scripture will say, that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that comes judgment. And the CCC, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, puts it very clearly when it talks about the four last things that awaits each and every one of us. And these four last things are, number one is death, number two, judgments, three, heaven, and four, heaven or hell. And from what we just read, we were told at the end of the day, Lazarus died and this uh, rich man also died. And after their death, they, of course, ex experienced judgment. They were judged based on their earthly whatever they did. And at the end of the day as well, Lazarus went to heaven and this rich man went to hell. If we are mindful of these realities of life, we would make frantic efforts to use judiciously the gifts that God has given to each and every one of us. And so when we have at the back of our minds that these two last, these four last things await each and every one of us, then we will make good use of whatever gifts that God has given to each and every one of us. The second lesson we must take home today is that the parable should remind us that we are all stewards in this earthly world and that a day is coming when we shall all give an account of our stewardship. So God has blessed each and every one of us in different ways. If you can ponder or have a sober reflection to think about what, it is, what is it that God has blessed you with. God has blessed us in different ways. Nobody can say that God has not blessed him or her. God has blessed us materially. It could be material possessions that God has blessed us with. It could be our families, children that God has blessed us with. Even the gifts we have, the different gifts we have, the different talents we have. What do we use these things for? Do we use these gifts? Do we use these resources to bless others? Do we use them to help others? Or do we use them to oppress others? So these are the questions we must ask ourselves. If we are able to ascertain and to determine and to recognize that which God has blessed us with, the next question should be, what are we using these gifts for. Do we use these gifts to help others, or do we use these gifts to oppress other people? The third is that the parable should teach us that the easiest way to make heaven is to use these resources, to use these gifts, and whatever God has blessed us with, to show love and to help others, especially the less privileged ones in our societies. Matthew, the evangelist, made it clear that on the day of judgment, the ticket to heaven will be given to those who are able to feel the hungry. 
those who are able to pay good attention to those who are sick, to the less privileged ones in our society. According to Matthew, he says, when the Son of Man comes eventually in his glory at the last day to judge the earth, when he takes his seat on the throne of glory, and all the nations will be brought before him, and as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, so he will begin to divide them, placing the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left hand. And he will say to those at his right hand side, Come to me, blessed of my Father. Come and take possession of the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the beginning of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me food to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And all of that. And he will turn to those at his left-hand side and say to them, Go away from me, you cursed. Go into the eternal fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Why? Because when I was hungry, you never cared for me. When I was sick, you never visited me. So these, and many more of course, the judgment will be based upon. And of course, the church talks about corporal works of mercy. Our responsibility, our duties as Christians, as Catholics, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to harbor those who are homeless, to visit the sick, and even to bury the dead. These are our responsibilities. These are some of the practical ways in which we can share or make vital use of the gifts that God has given to us. The story of the rich man and Lazarus is not only talking about those who are rich materially. The rich man did not go to hell because he was rich. Neither did Lazarus, the poor man, go to heaven because he was poor. No. The message is, how do we make good use of the gifts that God has given to us? The talent you have, the intelligence you have, even the time you have, do you use it judiciously? How much of your time have you given to those who are sick? How much of your time have you given to those who are in prison? How much of your wealth? Have you given to those who are in need? And so we pray at this Mass that the good Lord will give us that grace we need to pay good attention to those who are in need in our communities and to be able to stretch out a helping hand towards them.